Creating Better Days is dedicated to producing the purest quality hemp CBD products. Their products are legal in all 50 states, USA made and produced with federally legal CBD derived from the industrial hemp plant. Using CBD was what finally got me off of antidepressants and David and I both take CBD daily for optimal health. Learn more and check out individual batch results of all their products on creatingbetterdays.com. What's up, podcast listeners? You are listening to Mom and Dad Are Stoned, a podcast for responsible cannabis users, brought to you by thestonermom.com. I'm the Stoner Mom, aka Catherine, and I am joined, as always, by my husband, Blavid. I am your husband. Uh, we are parents to four and legal cannabis users in the great state of Colorado. In this podcast, we pour a couple drinks, smoke a little weed, relax, and talk about cannabis, our lives, pop culture. And much more, bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, hi. Sorry, no episode last week. Yeah, well, things happen, and it's okay. And you know what? I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, last year and the year before that, we would do seasons, and we would take time off in between seasons. And we have not been doing that at all. So it's okay if we skip an episode here and there. I never know what our the future of Madaz is going to look like, but I know that we're at episode 91. We're not stopping now. I'll tell you that much. We're getting to a hundred, right? I had a friend say that all of the 90s episodes should be dedicated to the 90s. Oh, that's not a bad idea. I love the 90s. I was all up in those 90s. I was all up in there too. I was 10 years old in 93. Um, I was uh, 16 years old in 93. See? No, the- I was 13 years old in 93. No, 23 years old? In 93, no, because I was 10. So you were not 13. You were fucking 23. I was 23. (laughs) I was 23 and 93. Well, those are both very good ages for remembering things. Yeah, man. I loved the 90s. The 90s were cool. Everything was a little dramatic, but it was was interesting. The hair styles were a little suspect i will take dirty looking people over 80s fashion any and every day oh yeah i'm all about that it, 80s fashion was Man, you know what i 80s, tell you do you think 80s fashion was like covering up filth with beauty like well like prep preppiness right yeah and then like those colors i tell you in target <sighs> there's this hole in the little girl section yeah <laughs> display and the, every time i walk by it i'm like jesus god that looks like my sofa in the 90s <laughs> this whole full outfit i swear to god is something that i would wear to a new kids on the block concert uh, my best uh, friend stephanie uh, mckinney when we wore matching dresses but anyway it's like a white denim skirt with a matching white denim jacket but on the denim are like pastel just splotches of color oh. it is the most it's wow it's straight up what i used to wear it sounds whack you should, yeah, go check it out at Target, at go your check local it Target out. store. Target is not sponsoring this podcast, though, but if they were, we would say. If they were, we would have go money. Go check it out. Yeah, oh my God, that would be awesome. That would be awesome, but that's never going to happen. Let, you don't know that. It could happen. Target's pretty progressive thinking. Honey, I know all about Target and which bloggers they work with. And, you know, like all the different um, little brands that pop up and then disappear. Yeah. Like those are always influencer brands. Um, 
And it's always very interesting because it's always someone that's been blogging for literally decades that I've been following, um, who I know has like a good amount of wealth. And then, then they make some product for Target and it's always about the quality. It's always like, you know, you don't really use this in real life. Taza is who I'm specifically referencing. But um, anyways, I don't know why we're talking about that. Let's talk about weed and stuff. Let's talk about libation. And not about my line of clothing that's coming out at Target. Which is not. Based on my childhood. It's all tube tops. All tube tops. I did go through a tube top phase, but that was when I was an inappropriate teen. There's nothing wrong with tube tops. I think there's a lot wrong with tube tops. Well, I like it when you wear First tube- of all, there's like- no sleeves or straps. Well, but I like that when you wear those types of dresses. I have a picture of you and me when we went to go visit my sister several <laughs> years ago and you're wearing a dress that has no sleeves or straps, uh, sh- whatever. Here's the say. thing about those dresses. And I love it. It's my favorite picture. You can only you we- wear them until you wash them and then your tits are not going to hold them up anymore yeah, <laughs> once like, they've no. gone through the wash. No more. It's done. If I could just tie a little rope around... Make a little halter. No. I had this cute red dress that I wore in Hawaii, too. Remember that oh, one I got time? A pic- I got a picture of you in front of uh, a hibiscus. Uh, no, that has a halter top. That's a halter top. Is that a halter But remember, remember when we went to the Napua? Re- that restaurant? And I had that one martini. Oh, I And I did that thing in the, in the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That was another one of those oh, dresses. Oh, my God. I, I, let's, let me think for a minute. <laughs> Woo! Okay. Let's go to Libation Corner. Let's go to Hawaii. We oh, can't. We okay. will. No, we will. Like we, you don't know that. We will in nine months. Things will happen. Um, Things are happening. Libation Corner. We're married, first of all. We love. We can family. talk like this and make you uncomfortable because we're a gross old married couple. Cringe, cringe. Barf. Fun. Okay, Libation Corner. And cue the music with the ice cubes and junk. Um, I'm about to do a bong rip. What do you got going on there in your bong bowl? This is. GG number four. Also known as Gorilla Glue. Oh, God. Don't say, oh, God. Here, Blavid. I'm also drinking some wine. I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast. I might have talked about it on our other podcast. Here you go, baby. But, uh... You're drinking a... You're back to drinking wine. I started drinking wine again because of a Bernie Madoff HBO movie. Watching uh, Ruth Madoff, a.k.a. Michelle Pfeiffer, deal with you know, extreme depression and terrible life changes by drinking a lot. And I was like, girl, I'm all about that. That's how I would be spending my time as well. Let's start drinking wine. Yeah. So he's gotten me some wine. I don't know what this is, but Pinot it's a Grigio. Pinot Grigio, but I don't know what kind. I don't know. And I used to be such a wine snob, you guys. I let Sadie pick it out, to be honest with you. Great. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I was that like, which, which one of these three do you choose based on the artwork alone? <laughs> and she's like, this one. And I was like, I like that one too. Let's, good job. Mm. How is it? Not bad? Uh, I'm getting used to it. Awesome. I've just been drinking cocktails for like the past three years it's okay so the nice thing about wine is it really gets the job done does it for me it does what i mean like what does that mean exactly i drink to get drunk especially now that when i smoke weed it's like so medicinal at this point do you know what i mean i do so i really like that about alcohol that it kind of inebriates me i feel like pot doesn't inebriate me as much well, really? Okay. I really do. I mean, I guess I could. I guess you're right. Go on some dabbing thing. Oh, I'm also. I got this new dab pen. 
Oh, from who? Sensi Vapes. And they look Sensi like... Sensi Vapes. Isn't that right? Yep. They look like um, actual pens, like ballpoint pens. They have a a lit, a cap on it with the thing that you would attach to your shirt if what? you had your pocket protector on. What do you got in there? And in this, I have a Blue can, Dream. Can I try it? Yeah, but maybe I should put more in. Do that. I don't know. With these pens, it's like you're always trying to figure out... What do you do? Hold on the button when you do you it? You hold the button to heat it. And then take a... Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make huge clouds. And there you go. Oh, I like that. Is that that rosin? That's the original rosin yeah, that, that we pressed. That tastes good. It tastes like fruit. Um. So, I don't know. I'm getting used to it. I like it. I might end up... Do you know how much it is? Uh, it's under 100 bucks. It's like 80, 180 something, 170 something. It might end up being my um, new recommendation over the Source Orb. Yeah. Um, very similar setup, but it just looks like a pen. So you could put that shit in your, in your pocket, in your purse. Man, that tasted very good. It tastes like grape or something. I'm going to add some more to my pen. And they sent me a gold one. And a silver one, but they also have, but they were sold out, uh, rose gold ones, which that, I would have preferred. Is that rosin you're putting in there? Yeah. Man, it's it, the blue dream. It, it tastes amazing. <laughs> it tastes like grape, kind of, or something fruity, right? I'm telling you, when you do these, like, instead of, like, dabbing, I think you're just definitely at a lower temperature when you're using these types of pens. Yeah. And, um, God, I fucked up my nail. It's okay. It's okay. Don't get upset. Uh, it's okay, baby. Nothing enrages me more, you guys. I know. I've seen videos where I edit of you where you're like, fuck, I chipped a nail. And you get so mad. And I'm just like, oh, my poor girl. I just really resent having to do my nails. But you have to do them, especially if your nails are going to be on a video. Yeah. You don't want to look like you've been picking your ass or whatever. But we decided we're going to start paying for you to get your nails done. <sighs> no, we're not. Yeah, we are. I say that, but it's just, it's not no, going to happen. Are. We I... are. Anyway, moving on. Um, so. <laughs> libation Corner. Uh, weed, drink, dabs. Right. I think we're done with Libation Corner. Okay. But one thing I do want to say is like that Blue Dream. So I've got one plant coming up in my tent uh, that's Blue Dream. And honey... The colas on it are fucking massive. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, hello, I'm Blue Dream, and it's uh, it's this gigant, ginormous. So Blue Dream is good. Did you know that's the that's the original Blue Dream? That's the OG. I know David got the. Didn't the, you like meet the actual guy? I did. The actual Blue Dream guy. You know how strains are weird, and mm-hmm. you never know where. Even at a dispensary, like where they got their seeds or, or whatever. And there's that's the nature of plants. They're constantly having babies and being crossbred and all of this stuff. So you just, they change. Yeah. Um, and the original is like something that just you'll never, ever see again or have access to or whatever. That's very much a thing with cannabis. Yeah, we have the original Blue Dream. Like we have the cutting. We have the mother plant of the original OG Blue Dream. And anytime I want it, I can just go take a little snip clone that shit and grow it up. I've got two clones in my greenhouse right now, Blue Dream. Blue Dream is amazing. I love it. That's what that's America's favorite strain. I mean like and you know what? I'm going to go on record as saying I'm advocating for fewer strains because there's too many strains right now. I mean, it's just a little crazy and honestly it really boils down to the percentage of THC. Exactly. That's the main thing is like you get used to strains. Mm-hmm. Like I do strain reviews on my website and even that feels like it just feels old timey and not um, 
mm-hmm. not about how cannabis actually works. Because it's really about, you know, the t- the cannabinoid percentages. It really is, right? Babe? Which half the time, more than half the time, you don't even know. You know what I mean? You Especially don't. in a non-legal state. Um and then cannabis today is made to be so high in, in THC that it often has like none of the other cannabinoids in it, like at all. Do you it's know what true. I mean? Um, so anyway, that's all. I haven't done a strain review in a long time. We're going to get you doing some pretty soon here. But I'll tell you what. Um, I think it's interesting that like not only like you do the THC to CBD ratios, but you also do the terpene profiles. I mean, like it's like wine, right, baby? Yeah, and then the other thing also is like your strain, just like wine, would depend on who grew it and the environment that they grew it in, um, you know, and it's everything. True. It's just so individual. In. And then you read someone's review, which is one person's take on how it affected them. We all know that like my tolerance is insane and you can't even like. Well, it wasn't. Well, it's like, what I mean is it changes all the time now. It does. It, it really does. <laughs> like, I can get super stoned and then and then not be stoned in a minute. You know what I mean? I do know. And I'm not stoned right now. I but am. we're working on that. Are we done with libation corner? We're done. Let's go over to, so, what's been going on in you guys' corner? So, Blavid, what, what, what's been going on with you? Well, I've just been working really hard <laughs> and um, trying to, I think that we got... I think what we figured out, and tell me if I'm wrong about this, wife, I will manage the stoner mom finances and you will manage the personal finances. How do you like that? Huh? Like, What I, are the stoner mom finances? Well, Aren't know, those like, my personal finances? Well, no. I mean, like, any money that I get from the stoner mom, I use to pay certain bills and you will use the normal paycheck. Is that how you want to do things? I think that's how we should do it. And I'll, I'll, I'll pay, like, <coughs> the mortgage and the fucking... Um, <coughs> bills like the media bills and stuff like that oh stoner mom bills so business Uh, bills and mortgage yeah let's split it up let's create two factions of uh money making and bill balancing that'll that'll make that'll create more money for you and our personal lives because you don't have to worry about the mortgage anymore and i will manage um the business money because i mean yeah what do you think about that Uh, okay let's do it let's shake on it (laughs) We're shaking right now. Are we going to do our 100th episode naked? Oh, my God. Yes, I'm ready. I've been working myself up for it. I'm going to do, I'm going to bust fat dabs with torches and emails butt ass naked. Damn. Burn all sorts of parts of my body. <laughs> You're not burning anything. You're so smooth. And uh, okay. So that's what's been going on with us. We're talking about money. <laughs> what else? Yeah, I don't know why we brought that up. I um, brought that we up. Final- so, um, listen. Yeah? Listen. I'm listening. We have not been child-free in oh how God. many days? A month. <laughs> no. <laughs> Eight days. We didn't have the podcast last week because... It's just been children everywhere. It's like... Like we don't constantly, you guys, we don't record this podcast in our house, smoking weed and getting drunk when there are kids here. There's no kids here. That would be dumb. (laughs) Stupid. Stupid. We do actually do it. Sometimes we do it in the night when they're asleep, which is fine. But you have to make sure you don't get too loud. Um, I I know. What if like, what if I found out that like someone got up and went pee and like listened to us? They're not. Curse downstairs. Not yet. I mean, but I would in the next two to three years, I would think that that's something that we should worry about. I have to let the dog in.
we're back. We were talking about how um, this is the first day in several days. So, yes. Um, I had the girls all last week. Their dad is, came back into town finally. And so I dropped them off this morning. Um, and, yeah, it's been so long that I don't feel any... I almost always feel like instant, like, oh... I want them back now. No, it's been a long haul. Man. I came home and immediately fucking fell asleep until like two or something. Because you needed to. I mean, you were exhausted. You've been... They just... Somebody is getting up every night. It's so annoying. I'm mad at all of them. <laughs> I know. And it's not even just they your kids. They wake up too it's early. my kids too. Your kids are so loud. Lizzie wakes up every morning no matter what. Like early. Like at 5.30. Why? Do you know what she does though, you guys? She goes downstairs and pets max and talks softly to him yeah she does but then she but then still she it's like something. you can't sleep you like are sleeping with one eye open and then you realize i'm not even sleeping i might as well just get up and yeah. care for my child it's that crazy. is up at six in the summer but we're getting closer <laughs> we're getting closer to the time when we don't have to do that and the kids are like independent you know i don't know no. i think sadie's gonna be getting up early for a long time too well and that's okay that's my problem not yours so i mean like you're almost out of the woods you know what i'm saying I mean, my kid gets up early or not and acts crazy. Why don't they like to sleep in? So, I mean, the funny thing you is, can't is make like, them they go to do sleep. sometimes, but I mean, Well, like, Victoria's in the glorious... Oh, she's like, I'll sleep till noon. She's done. And like, I finally instituted a rule where you need to wake up and you need to find me wherever I am in the house and say, good morning. And then I don't care what you do, but you have to do that because she was getting up. Because she'll basically wake up and then sit in her room and read her book for a really long time or like be on her iPad. Um, and so she, she's been getting up and then going pee and then going back into her room and reading and stuff. And I'm like, I, the whole time I think she's still asleep. Do you know what I mean? I do. So that's the whole, you have to come but up and. Can you imagine like, oh God, I just wish that was my life for a little bit. It's weird. But I like, you know, I still just, I remember being a kid and having weird sleeping things, you know? And then with all the research that's come out about how teenagers um, sleep habits like significantly change and they like literally cannot go to bed early and then they literally cannot wake up early and then all of our schools are designed in like the worst the way for them. Way. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of compassion for for loafing, for some serial loafing yeah. of preteens and teenagers. Especially, I mean, our kids are constantly go, 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 do this, do that. They're in everything and they do everything and they get great grades and they're great kids. So, sleep in the summer, child. Yeah, man, do it or do whatever you want. It's fine. We took them all to an amusement park. Oh, my God. I took was... a bunch of edibles. Okay, first of all, amusement park is, I mean, I guess you could technically call it that, but... It's, no, it was. It was an old ass, broken down, ghetto amusement park. Locals and and I love it. And so does your daughter. <laughs> David likes taking us to um, the scary ghetto. Parts of, I do. I mean, like when. Like, and I love it personally. The, there was one. I feel very safe constantly with you. Oh my god, I hope so. Because there was this one. The okay, this is the type of amusement park it is. When a ride closes down, they just abandon it, right? <laughs> and it's been open for so many decades since like the 50s or 60s. So maybe. it has really awesome. It has like a cool layout where you can pretend that you're 
in an Elvis Presley movie or something. Yeah. Um, and then all of the signs and fonts and icons and stuff are so cool, cool and old timey, but it's very rundown. Very. And um, there was one ride. It was a giant Ferris wheel that was so closed and so just abandoned that the trees had overtaken it. So intermeshed with like these trees is like this skeleton of an old Ferris wheel. And there's more than one thing like that, though. Oh, like there's yeah. a bunch of like old timey old rides that have been abandoned I just including cool. a roller coaster it is cool um it's got the oldest wooden roller coaster in america in existence today so david and i had to do the tilt-a-wheel teacup type <laughs> type thing yep where you sit in the thing and so, you spin around yeah it's like an you know the any ride called the octopus where it spins around like with arms but only the things on the end also spin around while the main part is spinning around. That's what we went on. And the first time we went on it with our children, my thing did not spin around. I was with my daughter. Well, mine did. But yours did. And I was I like, was screaming this the whole is time. horrible. Oh. This is dumb. Oh. And then we went on a second time. They were like, do you guys want to go again? And I, I guess like, sure. because she felt that she had cheated him. The, I guess, the, now the, in hindsight, yeah, I think you're right. Because mine didn't spin around. Mine just did not spin around. But then like she, whatever, anyway. But then my mega spin around the second time, and I thought I was going to die. And um, I experienced what you probably experienced the first time. So then for the next hour, we're wrecked. Yeah, we're like too much adrenaline went through our bodies. I feel like throwing up and sleeping. I can hardly walk. It was bad. Amusement parks really make you feel old as, oh my God. as shit. They wreck you. And like <laughs> the physical exertion I'm able to put myself under. So let me ask you a question. If we were to go to is very little now. If we weren't to if we were to go to that same amusement park every day of our lives. Okay. And ride at least one ride. Yes. Do you think we would be like in shape or like our bodies would be more tolerant? Used to being spun around at, yeah. at ungodly. Like our, our <laughs> gut juice was like, it's okay. Oh, the gut the gut juice spin time is coming. It's fine. I, I think so. I think so too. Because I'm, I'm a big mind over matter person. So I, like I could have ridden more if I had to, but I was very yeah. good at getting my children to ride without me after that point. Yeah. It just, they, I, uh, sorry. Did it give you great respect for your young children's uh, resiliency? Like, yeah. Well, you know, ever since I became a mom and you end up having to swing on swings and we have yeah. swings in the backyard, that's when it really makes a big difference. I'm just like, God, I used to swing so high and jump so oh. far and I know. sting my ankles. And <laughs> you would like wait until the swing is at the uppermost part. Where it loses would... slack. Yeah, and you're it, like, like, I'm leaping or... off now and flying through the air. Yeah, and I'm going to land in these rocks. <laughs> and then you're fine. You're like, okay, I'm ready. I'm, let's do that again. Now it's like, I just start swinging at a normal amount and I feel like my stomach <laughs> just like, what are you doing, woman? <laughs> no, no, no. So, I, think, I think it's funny. Yeah, anyway. But I remember like when I watch my kids, I'm like encouraging like, wait, go as high as you can go and then fly through the air. Because I remember when I was a kid, I grew up and we would go visit my grandmother in Texas every year. And she had this little park by her house and we would spend our days. Well, we, I mean me, because I was completely alone. I would swing back and forth in one of those gigantic swings and leap off and fly like 15 feet out and then land. And then you would somehow you would live. But as an adult, you would just certainly break something or yes. dislocate something. So, I mean, props to young children is all I'm <laughs> saying with their resilient Elastic. I rode the roller coaster. You sure did. I'm so proud of you. You did not. I wish I could have. I love that roller coaster. Um, I didn't get to. Yeah. So I haven't really ridden any 
the last roller coasters I rode with my kiddos were in Disneyland. Um, and that was a long time ago. So this is my first time on a roller coaster with my youngest, who is eight, almost nine. The last wooden roller coaster left in America. No, maybe one of, but not the last. You were, it was rickety though, right? Oh yes. But I've ridden those before. There was one in Ohio. I, my white relatives live in Ohio and, um, there was one we would go on every summer. That's pretty cool. That looked exactly the same and was white and you, it was terrifying. And then, oh, I guess I did go on another one in Galveston, which is another one of the old, old um, wooden ones, also white. And I, and it's on the bay, you know, Galveston. Yeah. I think we've driven by it before to see your parents, maybe. No? No. Is it on? Yeah, I told Did you. Did you go to Galveston with us? Um, we no. Went, no, but on the way to Houston, we went to Galveston. For sure. No, you didn't because no, you don't I drive remember. by it. It's yeah. like, are you sure? Yes, you don't drive through it. But do you remember, like, on the way to see your parents the time before last when we went? There was like, we drove by an amusement park and it was right by the water. No? I don't know. Who cares? Anyway, <laughs> so we did that. It was awesome. I mean, we got there a little early and we had to wait, but whatever. It was worth it. We're totally going back, right? I'm just happy because I got to take my wife there. I have ever since I met her, I've been like, "Oh my god, this rickety ass old amusement park is the best." And then now you're in my dream. Came in my old marriage, I can die now because this happened. I we were not allowed to go to Lakeside because my old partner and the father of my children is a native, right? Yeah. And grew up here. And he's like, no, that's a bad part of town. The rides are going to kill us. I get and it. I mean, no, that's fair. No, but it's just part of my, I like, I feel safe everywhere I go with you. And so yeah. it's, I like how I like to go to dive bars with you. I go to places with you that I would never, ever go in another lifetime or by myself or with a girlfriend do you know what I mean? Because I do. you're my husband and I feel very safe with you. I'm glad and I'm glad to hear I'm like, that. You'll murder anybody that Oh, I will. But you know what? I, I mean, like, to rob the me. thing that I, I feel like is like none of those people are dangerous. They're all fine salt of the earth folks. And then after I we heard were, a lot of N words getting know, thrown around. Well, Gotta say real real world problems. I mean, you know, these are normal people who have issues just like all the rest of us and you know, I mean, like they say things that they got to say because they're not happy with their lives sometimes, but they're going to an amusement park and they're enjoying themselves just like we are. And then after our amusement park experience, we went to a fish and chips place, which was awesome. Oh, my God. It's the best fish and chips. And it was also in kind of a sketchy part of town. <laughs> but um, I love that place. Did you have a good meal? Everybody, I, we, everybody got fed and they were so happy. Everybody ate so much fish and chips, right? Do you think so? <laughs> I had a great time. Lizzie ate all her fish and chips. She, of course she did. Miles didn't get any fish. Either. He only got fries. Was, I just want fries. Anyway, it was weird. We don't do this. We don't take the kids out anywhere at 830 because that's usually when they're going to bed. But they got to the go littlest to, ones. They got to go to Casa Bonita next. We've taken them no matter what. I right? know. So, we, yeah, we didn't do Casa Bonita because the timing of the amusement park was so late and we just got all screwed up. We but should have you, eaten first. But let me ask you a question. Aren't you happy we went? Did Do you think everybody had a great time? Yes. My lakeside cherry has been popped. I will go there again with you. So much fun. I really hate separating. I know. I got that. We learned a lot from this trip. Number one, no separation unless it's like planned. And then number two. Because once you're physically fucked up from a roller coaster, the last thing you want is to be the only parent in charge. Right. But I mean like... 
the problem is, is we have two older kids and two younger kids. It's true. And the younger kids like to ride different rides that the older kids like to ride. But the, what I learned was my son, who's a who stepped up to the plate, and he can be a tremendous guide and be trusted to take people everywhere. He's a big boy. He can totally take your daughter yes. on rides, and it'll be completely safe. And he knows when to be like, let's get out of here, and let's stay. I was watching them like a hawk, in when because they would go on the long line yeah. for the cyclone, and then, you know, be surrounded by people. Yes. And I'm watching them like... What if one of these people tries to start a fight with my fucking 11-year-old daughter? <laughs> well, then my son will be like, let's leave. We're going to leave right now. Because he's very good at spotting danger. I've instilled that into him like a wild animal. He's a ninja. He is. He's a young ninja. And I watched them on a ride called the Wild Chipmunk. And they were throwing their heads back in laughter and like carefree. And it made me like tear up a little bit. Then they came like, home. They're so happy. And it makes me so happy. Then they came home and made the amusement park in Minecraft. <laughs> Which is such a modern thing to do. For <laughs> they these... made the old timey roller coaster. <laughs> and at this point, it's like 10 o'clock and David and I are trying to put the little ones to It's bed. like, what are you doing? And they did it. They like mimicked the entire roller coaster from memory in a, in a digital medium. Yeah. she uh, Tori went and added the Matterhorn thing. Which was, it's not the Matterhorn. It's a thing that goes in a circle. It doesn't matter. They did it. They're amazing. <sighs> It's so cool that we're we're getting to see these like beautiful young minds do all these beautiful things. So that's what's been going on. I in do. Corner, I right? will say, I absolutely <laughs> feel so grateful that she can go off with Miles. Oh my god, me too. I mean, like we 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 struck gold because my son is he's very savvy and he can get himself in and out of situations and. He knows when to spot danger, and I can t- I can say like go to the other end of the park and do this, and come right back, and he will, and he'll be completely fine and unscathed because he's a ninja. I guess we're learning that like our kids will actually do what we say, and we don't need to like say it fifty gazillion times. No, it's true. In their face, it's very cool though to see it. I like. I'm very. I mean, like, can we both agree that my son is the one that's like the leader of that, right? I mean, like he's got it down. Yes. Okay. Your son is in charge of taking the family out. He's good. He's in charge of the girls. If I died tomorrow, he could be there to help out with the girls. Yeah. He could. I mean, I guess. Let's not talk about you dying. No one's dying. I'm like, is Miles going to go get a job and take care of me? Is that what you're saying? I think he could. (laughs) No. (laughs) No way. No, but I mean, like, I was very impressed. I mean, I was very happy. Um... I felt a lot of pride that my son could walk around in the park and get things done. All right, let's get away from all this. Let's go over to Shout Out Corner. Let's shout it out. What do you say? Okay. That's what's been going on with us. We'll be back to our regular scheduled programming. Right Because that long time with kids is now gone. It's regular. And then our next thing is going to be all the kids at the same time for four weeks. Which will be fun, too. That's when we're going to do our next big bout of stuff. Um... Shout out corner. The easiest way, y'all, to help the show is to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and to leave a rating or a review. We have a, we don't have a new five star review. I don't know if we haven't had a new five star review, but we do have one from Solitaire Queen that said episode 69 is my favorite. And I don't know if I read that in last, in the last episode. Um, and she likes episode 69 because she's a dirty, 
naughty girl. Okay. Right. Thanks. Thanks. All right. <laughs> um, next, let's shout out the Slayers supporting us on Patreon. You can go to patreon.com forward slash Madaz, M-A-D-A-S, um, and pledge a small amount for a monthly recurring whatever um thanks to chad and terry uh, texas mama meg <laughs> beth ann and jody the alpha schmidt alpha. Bitch. <laughs> all right <laughs> all right i'm getting so good at these shout outs man you are all right next uh, shouting out house van eaton that is our membership over at housevaneaton.com we have a close-knit community of adult stoners who support the show our business cannabis and ending the stigma man and every week new members constantly we're getting new members all the time it's so crazy i love it i hear you guys i see you and definitely we'll be devoting a lot more time over there uploading videos and stuff um Anyway, they're just in general awesome. Members have access to exclusive weekly podcasts, bi-weekly sesh videos, and vlogs, and monthly live sessions with me and Blavid. I think our next live session is going to be... Tomorrow. No, I was going to... Because you got to work. You got to work. Um, I like to do it with you for my security blanket. I like to do it with you, too. So it'll be the next following Monday, y'all. Um... But I'll send out an email. Anyway, today we are shouting out brand new members, Debbie and Rissola. Yeah. What's welcome. up? Welcome. Thank, Thank you so much. We hope you enjoy it. Thanks for joining go us. Listen, go listen to those podcasts. Go, go watch, watch those some videos. old ass videos and not so old ass videos. Um, and yeah, there you go. Yeah, I see that you've uh, pulled up a brand new bong. It's the Helix, I think. Can I try it? What's in here? The Helix is the one that makes that crazy sound. What's the name? What is in? What kind of weed is in here? It's Gorilla Glue. I mean, GG number four. Don't sue me. I love it. Because you won't get no money. (coughs) Okay, media. Media time. (coughs) I'm reading it. Tell us. I'm reading it for the first time. Oh, it. it oh no, not I'm reading it. Hey, where are you going? Wine, 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 wine. Just so you guys know, David just almost fell and then stumbled over the big, huge dog, walrus. It was the walrus's fault. I gave you a pass. We have a red walrus that lives here. It is by Stephen King. It was recently remade into another modern It movie. With all sorts of awesome people and a Skarsgård being an awesome Pennywise the Clown. Anyway, I had never seen it or read it. I read Stephen, I read The Shining as a teenager and I read like some, whatever the short stories one was with the fucking cat, I think. Cat it's the Cat Cemetery. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's by Stephen Bling, okay? <laughs> Cat Cemetery. Dog burial. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. Mouse mausoleum. Thank you. Okay, anyway, it is so scary and weird and dated in some fucked up ways. Um, a lot of the F word, not fuck the f word referring to homosexual people oh my god really yes because it's like of that time a lot of the n-word with the hard r um 
being said by white people. Anyway, I'm say, I'm mostly exclaiming because I'm reading it or I'm listening to the audiobook and reading it. But when I listen to the audiobook during the day, I'm like, I have to turn it down so low so my kids don't hear it and also don't get fucking terrified because it's terrifying. And there's yeah, all sorts of shit in the book that like is, did not happen in the movies. Because I guess, I mean, the book is really, really big, which you don't get a sense of because I have the digital copy, obviously. Um, but I was at Barnes & Noble because I'm there like every fucking week. And <laughs> I have to spend $7 at Barnes & Noble fucking every week on a new Warriors book for Victoria every Damn. single week. And that woman wrote like 50 books. So I'm screwed. Yeah, you are. Are you okay? You keep pulling my hair. I just like touching your hair. I don't know why it feels so good. Is that okay? No. Well, I feel like it maybe makes sounds. No, it doesn't make any sounds. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can tell because I have headphones on. You can't. Okay. When you're okay. rubbing my shoulder right then, you didn't hear like. No, you don't hear like. <gasps> it's so noisy to me. <laughs> it's just not in your brain. It's fine. Okay, so. That's great to know. Okay. Um, you went to the bookstore. No, I'm the reading Warriors it. Books. You're reading it. <sighs> it is scary as fuck. And Do you love me? Baby, yes. I love the fuck out of you. Let's watch it tonight. Can what do you say? I, oh, I rewatched that movie also recently, but I will rewatch that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just, can I just, like, I just got through a huge, long, very graphic retelling of the burning down, like, burn lynching of a black drinking bar area like in the 50s or whatever there's just like so much because it goes like into like real history of the made up town yes oh so like it's you're right now you're reading like i'm just saying like town of dairy maine well yeah it was like one of the it was mike's dad telling Mm -hmm. him the story of of it and so anyway i'm reading this scene and and it was there god where's my phone because, oh, it's Dick Holleran. He's telling the story and he says, anyway, this one fella who is a private Dick Holleran, isn't that the guy's name in The Shining? Yes. It is, right? It is the the dude who can do The Shining other than the kid. Yes. Yes. Catman Scruthers. Yes. Who gets axed in the fucking head. I highlighted it in my Kindle. I was like, look at that. Because I, anyway, so I've never, I have, I'm not one of those people that's read like every Stephen King book. I read like a few. What do you think about that? You know, the cool thing about that character, particular character, if you remember there's that HBO documentary about the Shining Room, whatever it's called. That wasn't even like a documentary. Whatever. Idiots. Uh, I know. It doesn't matter. But the important thing is, is there's that one scene (laughs) where Scatman Crothers is like watching on TV he learns about I don't know what he learns about but they they pull back and behind him is a velvet oil painting of a African goddess with an afro and, and she's nude and then on the other wall behind his TV is another African goddess oil painting right you're talking about nude paintings isn't that what they are <laughs> yes so that's that's the guy you're talking about <coughs> In the Ed book, right? Yeah, he made a cameo in the book. I think that's so cool. So which one did he write first? I don't know, baby. Because it's supposed to be I, his the best Shining. work. The Shining is... Or no, The Shining is... Wait, no. God, I looked up the whole ranking and everything. But I lost it. If it's I rem- out of my brain. If I remember correctly, the cover of the book of The Shining was... Well, it's a been reprinted so many times. I know, but there's one where there's a silhouette of a person and their head is like glowing like lightning. Is See, that See, right? the one I had was silver and it had like the like outline of the hotel. Oh, wow. And nothing. I think there could have been like um, 
you know, those hedge monsters the, that come yes. to life. Did you read oh my God. The Shining? Oh, my God. Those yeah. He- yeah. Oh, God. Dang. Anyway, the bugs are always just way bigger than even the movies, which is just yeah. crazy. Stephen King is something else. I say... You like Amen it. to this prolific you're career. Appreci- you appreciate this, life this guy. Li- yeah, you know what? My dad, growing up, my dad was always offended because people said he looked like Stephen King, <laughs> and it pissed him off. Because <laughs> first of all, he does not look like Stephen King. He doesn't. <laughs> Stephen King's nostrils are like uh, rounded, rectangular, <laughs> vertical rectangular, rectangular. His whole head is kind of rectangular. My father has yeah. a. Has an oval, oblong. Absolutely, your father looks absolutely. It's not square nothing, or rectangular. Nothing like Stephen King, and it's it's the only the only correlation is that they both have white hair. The end. That's it. Not even the same well, length think, of hair at all. But I think they it both, was the glasses my dad used well, to wear. Well, plus, like they both have that. Their hair goes like this. You know how they have that bangs? Almost like bangs. Yeah. And Stephen King has the same thing. And that's it. That's the only... David has an afro, so his hair will never do that. If I have he a belter haircut. his hair, it just would just continue to go straight up, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, not unlike Bob Ross, the prolific painter. Um, <laughs> who was also a fucking Special Forces Army Ranger in Vietnam. Bob Ross was trying to cure his PTSD from Vietnam with his painting show. And when he was like, look at these happy trees. I'm so like, did Bob Ross get high? Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> okay, good. Absolutely. I mean, like, I don't, I don't know if he just did weed, but I'm sure he did. I know 400% he did weed. Plus I think he did some cocaine. I mean, like, the guy was like... What's my name? What's my name? What's my name? Ms. What's my name? Okay. The white cocaine. Um, anyway, yeah, that guy was fucked up. But, I mean, like, more power to him because he was just trying to, like... look. And people love painting the Bob Ross way. So, the end. Can I just say one more thing about it? Yeah. So, like, the whole opening of it, and it's very long because this guy... And also, I'm skipping ahead because sometimes Stephen King talks too fucking much. So much. Too much. So much. Um, But the opening, it's like, first, Georgie's death. That's the little boy that you see in the movie yeah. die first. Yeah, he loses the brother. his whole arm, right? Yeah, his fucking whole ass arm gets eaten by the oh, clown. Oh, my God. Jesus, God. We're watching that. It's Let's so it. good. It's so good. I'm so excited to see Bev... Uh, uh, grown up because she's Jessica whatever and in the book she's like super beautiful when she grows up who who what actress was her Jessica Ch- the the redhead that's in everything oh. that is in Amy Adams oh okay yeah I don't know like the award-winning lady she was on the Vanity Fair cover that got a bunch of shit yeah. I don't know her name okay Jessica but- something that starts with a ch I'm going to show you a picture because I can't um, stand it. Does she also look like Pam from The Office? So. No, that's Amy Adams. <laughs> <laughs> we can't tell our white redheaded women we, apart. They all look, they Not all if they're skinny. The <laughs> we don't fucking know. They all Jessica, look the same. right there. Jessica Rabbit. No, it was Jessica Jones. Jessica Chastain. Oh, yeah, that lady. Yeah, okay. She's Bev. Oh, yeah. All grown up. Oh, she's the one that was in Zero Dark Yes, 30. yes. Oh, yeah. She's in like she's everything. She's fucking badass. She's, she's so cool. 41. She's from Sonoma. That's where I told you to get my wine. I know. She's what? She's 5'4". All right, well, and she's a redhead, which is we're all dying out. 
<laughs> so it's just, and I mean, even though my hair appears to be black, oh, you guys, which yes. it isn't, it's really at its very, like the roots of its genesis is red. So the reason his children are red-headed Koreans. They're auburn-headed Koreans. They've got some red hair. I consider auburn to be deeper and darker. Yeah. Like brown red. Well, their hair is going to turn brown in the next five years. Don't five say years. that. Don't curse them. I'm not trying to, but I mean, their hair is gorgeous. And right now, like all the old grandmas are like, just like when I was a kid, oh my God, your hair is beautiful. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't dye my children's hair. Do you dye our hair? Oh, do you dye his hair? Is that the Remember, real There was color? one time at Target that a man reached out and rubbed Miles' head and Blavid went off. I did. <laughs> I I grabbed that man and pushed him back. And I said, don't touch my child's head. Maybe said, should I rub your head? <laughs> Maybe I should rub your head. That, uh, that enraged the fuck out of me. <laughs> Anyway. anyway, okay, I'm sorry. That was it. That's it for it. No wonder her miles is backed up. Anyway, next, um, we hate next, Westworld. We ha- oh. Okay, well, we, we don't, don't hate, hate it. <laughs> but it's just... We don't like it. <laughs> you, it's almost at the point where you just want to read about it the next day. I'd rather watch something else. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, uh, what time are they in? And who... Is this the present? Is this the past? Is this the future? I don't know. Fuck, why? I mean, like, does everything have to be a fucking puzzle now? I'm over it. I don't need to solve things that I'm watching. Can you just present it to me in a very like clear cut manner where there's no puzzles or things that I have to solve? Can it just be like spelled out? No. Linear. They like won't. this happens and then this is a result of that. It's not like let's jump. It's no Game of Thrones. It's, People make a comparison between the two and I isn't. No, it's, it's not. Like, Game of Thrones is hard to keep up with because it's a huge epic thing yeah. across countries, right? This shit is happening in an amusement park, okay? <laughs> like, they don't need to purposefully confuse us this much. If they want their problems to end, all I have to do is leave the park, and then it's over. Because in the real world, none of this shit happens. It's ridiculous. So, I agree with you. It's just like, come on. I mean, like, I'm over it. Let's let's just relax. Does it have to be this complicated? Why does it have to be this complicated? How are Look, you feeling? I feel pretty good. I'm all for robots becoming aware. That's fine. Okay. That was what you liked the most. I love that the most. And last season when my favorite part is when like, I feel like HBO really did an excellent job of like making you understand what it's like when a machine becomes aware of itself. And it's just like having to do all this. Yeah. But now it's like, like Dolores still seems programmed and that she's running through Ford's last creepy ass story. And like, you know what I mean? And Anyway, I don't know. It's yeah. just too much. Yeah, it's just like you know the bottom line is the show is about like who's in control? Are these robots in control or are the humans in control? I think HBO's in control and it sucks. Yeah, and it's like I don't care anymore. I mean like I just want to know it's, I just want to know who's who's winning and who's not. Okay, so the end of media, that, right? Uh Lil Wayne and Birdman have oh settled Some in huge court. news. And that means Carter Five. About time. I mean, like, what are we gonna do when that happens? Is it gonna be great? We're yes, gonna listen to gonna it nonstop, great. and it's gonna be fire. It's I've been reading be all these things about why it will be and how we don't need to be all like. It's gonna be dated because that's like the whole no, point. This is something not. that's like a sealed from you know it was taken from us during that time. Ugh. 
Anyway, can I ask so, you a question? What? Yes. Is there going to be a picture of a little child representing w- Lil Wayne on the cover? Representing? You mean Lil Wayne? Yeah, as a child <laughs> with tattoos on his face. What, is that going to? Ha- is there going to? Are we going to see more of that? I hope so. We've seen two younger pictures of Wayne, which isn't really Wayne, is it? Or is it? I don't know. Oh my god. Do you know? No. Okay, so do you think maybe we'll see an adolescent Wayne? Mm, I think it won't have a picture of a person on it at all. You think it'll be some kind of graphic, like the mask, the red Because the ones, so the ones after were the I'm not a human being ones, right? right. And those all have like some weird fucking... Mask, right? Red Is mask? it a mask? I thought it was a moth. I only look at things on my fucking well, phone. Everything's all, small. Here's what I think now when I hear about Lil Wayne. I think about he's a Martian. So I think it's some kind of Martian art, like Martian. I mean, because... Okay. You know, maybe... I got to look at it close up. Let's have a look at it, and then we'll come back to that. So that's awesome. And then what else in media time? Anything? The Expanse was amazing. They went into the ring. We don't want to spoil thing, but spoilers, 100%. We don't give a shit about spoiling things. We don't care. But here's what I want you all to understand is that they went into the ring, okay? They're in the fucking ring, and they backed into that shit slow time. And they did not explode, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, and what? the last scene is when Holden jumps into the... He launches himself oh, to the space station. Wow. That um, made me want to cry, honey. I know. The Expanse is our Game of Thrones. It's like... In space. It's beautiful. Honey. It's beautiful. He leaps towards that center station, and he's going to be floating for hours. Like, But like he because it's space, he just like... This is... And I'll go in a straight line slowly. I mean, like, don't you get the sense when you listen or read this stuff? It's like the way that they explain time and space. Because you spend a lot of time floating around in space in the expanse. Don't you feel like you're in space? Don't you feel like you get like, oh, God. Yeah, they, it's you were talking about the books specifically. Right? Yeah, specifically. Yes. Anyway, anyway, the expanse. I, I, we love it. Moving on. Moving on. Um, lastly, we've been watching Bob's Burgers several years late. Um, it's amazing. And we love it so much. And Linda is our favorite character by far. And David was honestly pretty, pretty not happy when I showed him a picture of Linda's actual voice. It was a man. And David was a really, really man. hoping it was like Linda <laughs> in human form. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I was really hoping it would be like a, a mom <laughs> <laughs> with those curl up. The hair ends, you know, and glass <laughs> pink, giant pink glasses. But it's a man, and that's fine. He's a good-looking dude, and like yes. he's he's definitely like got Linda's voice down, locked down. We love anyway. We love it. We've been watching the eighth season because I guess that's and the, the season finale so good. was so hilarious. <laughs> was and that was the first. <laughs> that's the first one we watched. That was the wedding one. So, and I will say we did watch like the first episode like many years ago, yeah. which I think is notorious for having like the word anus in it several times. So anyway, <laughs> I think, anyway. I think you're right. So we went and watched the season finale of the most recent one, which it was so good and it hooked me in. So that's how I got hooked into it's all like Bob's a, Burgers it's in like 2018. Our, it's like our appetizer TV show. If like we're like, well, I don't there's know. Watch, watch a, Bob's there's a wonderful song. In all the episodes At now, the end, right? I swear that wasn't a thing in the very it first episode. It wasn't, episodes. was it, right? No, there was like not a single song. <laughs> 
<laughs> now there's a song in every one, certainly at the end. Oh my god! And they're great songs. And they're really great songs. And and we appreciate great songs. <laughs> Oh, don't we, baby? And there's we love good songs. <laughs> we're the youngest daughter who's subversive <laughs> and naughty. And where's rabbit is ears? On, <laughs> she's having many play dates with this girl. She's not crazy or thrilled about having play dates with, yeah. but she's trying to get some information out of her or something. I'm not even quite sure. <laughs> but the song at the end is like, play dates, play dates, having lots of play dates, gonna play with you till we die. <laughs> It's the best. <laughs> and now I can't stop singing that. I know, constantly. we sing it all the time. <laughs> it's the best. It's the best. So we're going to fucking play until we die. All right? Oh my God, it's Bye. the best. I love the show. Let's watch that <laughs> Let's watch that wedding show one tonight. What do you say? Okay. In the wedding one, everything goes wrong in this wedding. It's hilarious. The whole time Linda is fucking straight up talking shit about people. <laughs> <laughs> and about their wedding and how their wet their marriage is not gonna last because all this shit is going wrong. And it's just very like, oh my god, mom. Shh. Okay, I'm crying right now. I'm it's wiping so tears funny. from my eyes as we were talking about this. <laughs> okay, anyway. Should we do listener letters? Yes. That's it for media time. <laughs> Stop it. Hold on a <laughs> All right, listener letter. Hey, I want to say, whenever I call you guys assholes, then you suddenly send in letters. It- <laughs> <laughs> like nonstop. Like, bam! So we have three letters. I'm only going to read one. Okay. But like sometimes we have zero letters, you guys. Sometimes, so mad yeah. props to you guys. We will answer those letters. You to the plate. Yeah, but I guess you really respond to me cursing at you. I don't know if that's what you want to do. <laughs> you want to be, they want you to be a bad I'm gonna, lady. I'm going to just air on, I'm not going to call you guys jerks or whatever this week <laughs> since you send in so many fucking letters. Email us right. at momanddadarestoned at gmail.com. We just might feature your question on the show. Uh, and you can send us whatever, questions, comments, different stuff you've read, whatever. Hello, Stoner Mom and Bleavid. I've just recently discovered your blog and podcast, and I'm hooked. Thank you. The content is amazing, and you two are so relatable. I'm a wife, mom, stepmom, occasional weed smoker, and swear by my CBD obsession. I love it. I've been looking into starting my own blog. I paid for a blogging course in quotations that a YouTuber was promoting, and not only do I feel like I wasted my money, Mm. but I'm also a little pissed and put off by this in quotation blogging professional incomes how incomes how i found your site okay this part i didn't quite understand but it makes me laugh my ass off after the course i reached out to this blogger seeking more information i was rudely dismissed and told that offbeat mom blogging isn't a real blog niche and that i should leave that to people like the stoner mom what Confused and slightly offended, I looked up stonermom.com and was instantly inspired. <laughs> okay. So was the homegirl, was the lady making, was the blogging professional putting me down or lifting me up? Lifting you up. 
Yeah, I mean, like, this person who's... Okay, here's my take on it. Hmm. They're selling a fucking... Right, hold on, sh- I'm not done reading. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Um. All right, well, I wasn't sure if she was, like, putting down offbeat mom blogging with, you know, like... Cannabis or whatever. Yeah. Weed people, okay? Uh. (laughs) That's how I read it, but I guess it's... I don't know. I don't know. I guess I'm dumb. Anyway, confused, and now I'm going to stonedly and drunkenly answer your questions. Confused and slightly offended, I looked up the stoner mom instantly inspired. Thank you. I see you are making it work and not giving a fuck, and I really want to know what your advice would be to a mom like me, one who isn't the standard organic grass-fed Pinterest mom, who pretends to always have their shit together, looking to dive into blogging. Okay, so you just want to blog. That's fine. That's awesome. I just think it's great that some crazy nonsensical answer brought you here <laughs> that's all i care about i mean like, right because i mean like i don't really care about this we're always wondering what origin stories are and that's a pretty funny one <laughs> it's actually very funny and um, who gives a fuck well i hope you didn't pay a ton i'm so i really want to do like a blogging course i swear to god and I, like I want you to one of the so reasons bad. it's just never like come to full fruition is my absolute like perfectionism and how horrible i would feel Putting out anything that, like, a mom would buy, you know, that wasn't the best. Do you know what I mean? I do know what, I'm, you, I know have, what like, you mean. I have, like, mega yeah. high standards for that. So so I totally get this. Um, okay. So as far as, like, niching down and blogging, and blogging or having a web presence, you do want to niche down as much as you can. And I guess what I was saying is that the easiest way to do that is to base it off of yourself in as uh, authentically, I guess, or transparently as you can safely um, because there isn't another you, blah, blah, blah. A lot of uh, niches, you know, your niche doesn't have to be like, I feel like you're not sure what you want to blog about because you didn't put it out there really in your letter. Yeah. Um, and so... If it's honestly just something like your take on being a mom and how that is offbeat, that's absolutely a niche, you know, and um, just kind of the truer and more heartfelt you can be about sharing that part of your life um, makes it so. Anyway, there's absolutely space for like every person's story, in in my opinion. There's room for everybody. Um so, yeah, if it ever seems like, oh, it's just oversaturated, it's really not. And I don't know if you have any interest in talking about cannabis with a web presence. Um, but if you do, I mean, that's where I'm absolutely saying there's room for every single type of person. Because that's ultimately what needs to happen to break stigmas is for everybody that uses pot because we're such an ordinary bunch of folks you know, if everyone were to be safe and able to admit it, it would change how we as a society look at people that use cannabis. Um, and we definitely need that change. Anyway, um, I say advice in general for blogging um, is if you're not really sure what your overall theme would be, 
definitely start planning a big thing first. So some people like to do use blogs as like a very diary-esque type of thing, right? Where they're just really like documenting their life and um, kind of like how we use Instagram, but on a, I say a much better and more refined scale because you're actually writing and, you know, have a little website going on and stuff. Uh, I think it's a lot, I think it's cooler than Instagramming. Um, which I swear people think are going to like, whatever. Anyway, I'm sorry. Uh, okay. Are you okay over there? Yeah, go ahead. Continue. Okay. So, um, I say like plan out first, like what your dream table of contents looks like. Cause you don't get out the full picture with like your, you know, one or two blog posts. It's, it's, it's like all of your posts in the whole scope of things. Right. Um, and so like, what would be like the 20 articles or pieces of content that you would have on your like dream blog? Like what journey does that show? What information are you conveying? So my blog is not really a diary type place anymore. Maybe it start. I try to bring that in occasionally. I try to at least write once a month, like an actual, like what's going on in my life or whatever. Um, but I use mine to really convey information and, um, educate. Right. So, sorry. So, you know, um, when I'm starting out, my list would be like, I want to have like these epic blog posts that are about like how to do this, how to do that with regards to like cannabis, whatever I'd want to like educate people on and then mix that in with like, um, personal content, like a post about, you know, how cannabis helped my life or whatever, um, how it benefits moms. I'm talking about different posts anyway, like rounding out that core content of like, this is what my blog is going to be about. Um, having like a catchphrase or something, even if it's not like a public catchphrase, but just one that you, have sort of figured out like this is ultimately what my blog is about. So when I started mine, it was about mothering and marijuana. And over time, I realized it's really not going to be about mothering because I'm just not really willing to share a hundred very much about my kids on the internet. And that's just my choice. It certainly doesn't have to be other people's choices, especially if you're not having a cannabis blog. So that can really, that having a phrase or whatever can really kind of help you stay centered and focused on what that main theme is that your blog is trying to convey. Um, if you're not doing like a like diary sort of like documentation of your life or whatever. Um, and I think planning out those first core pieces really help you narrow in on what your actual niche and voice, what you're going to be using it for. Um, do you know what I mean? So I think a lot of planning beforehand, um, and just kind of writing it out like you would with a book where you would just like, okay, this would be the table of contents and this is what each chapter would be about. And these are the types of things that I might talk about in each chapter. You can totally apply that to your blog, which is going to have a hierarchy and, and live forever. You know, um, over time I changed that phrase for myself to be responsible cannabis use, um, to just take that or responsible cannabis lifestyle. I'm sorry to take the focus off of basically mothering 
that was another thing I realized that like not everyone's a mother. Duh. And um, <laughs> a lot of people that are using cannabis, you know, I didn't want to like just completely turn off like dads. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, so just doing a lot of planning beforehand and getting really serious about what your focus is going to be, I think is the first step to a good blog. And then I want to say that blogging is, and any blogging professional should say this, blogging is a long con. It's not a con, but it's a long job. It doesn't, you don't get great at it and you won't get traffic for a long time. And so uh, the reason the internet is like littered with people that burn out in like a year is because you don't get like um, instant karma and likes with blogging like you do on a, a like social media. Um, it's a, just a completely different format and you have to really focus on being consistent and creating a lot of content. And if you can create content in different forms, that's really, really good. And then focus early on, on SEO, that's search engine optimization, and just very basic ways to set up your blog so that it's findable, it's searchable, it makes sense. Um, and you didn't start it on... Uh, especially if you're like looking to make this be like a career thing or even just a side hustle thing, um, you really need to put it on your own domain um, first, in my opinion. And that means you have to spend a little bit of money and it means you have to actually get your fingers dirty when it comes to like building a website, um, which, you know, it can be fun. Everybody can start off on a free platform and stuff, but I just... I kind of just say skip that and go straight into your own thing. Um, build it up right the first time. Do you know what I mean? Instead of trying to get people to change later to your own place, which is where you'll eventually want to be because that's where every independent person, blogger, website, you know, they have their own domain and stuff. So I always recommend starting out that way. Um, so yeah, go to wordpress.org and start reading um, tutorials and stuff. And you don't have to, when you start it, nobody has to know about it. No one's going to know that it exists. You don't have to tell anybody about it. You can just work on it silently for a long time, you know, before you actually launch. Um, but yeah, focus early on on that um, overall theme so that you're being consistent and tight with your content. Focus on what types of uh, media you're going to have available. You don't have to do podcasts and video, but um, like you have to work, you have to definitely figure out photography because that's a big part of blogging. Um, having like eye-catching imagery and stuff like that. Um, and then yeah, just be very planned, have that catchphrase or whatever, even if it's not public, that helps you stay on point, whether it be whatever it is, whatever yours is, grass-fed mama, non-grass-fed mama, I guess is what you said. Um, so anyway, and yeah, remember that it is a definitely a long, long thing. So people that are looking to start a blog and start making money with advertisements to their website or, or sponsorships... In the first year, it won't happen at all. And in the second year, I mean, it just, it doesn't happen, you guys. You really have to, it takes a long time to, for Google to like see your website and put it up there in rankings. You know what I mean? Those things just naturally take time. 
building an audience and stuff. So you can't be too impatient with it. And that's a really good way of keeping your focus on the content and not on your audience and who's listening. It's like the most honest you'll ever be. You know what I mean? Is when you first start out your blog. Um, Because I tell you, once you do start getting traffic and and people, that's when you're like, holy shit, I don't want to talk about my kids and stuff. (laughs) Uh, That's how it was for me anyway. So that's my advice for you. What was, how was that? Do you think that was okay? Yes, I think that was awesome. Do you have any questions? Um, no, I think that doing your own blog is a tremendous undertaking and it's a lot of work, just like anything worth doing. And, um, it's, uh, you're just, I think your reward system is just, yeah. you've got to change it, you know, when it comes to, re- to the blog. It's long-term. It's a long-term thing. Um, And yeah, that really gives you an opportunity to get deep into it and to love it. You know, Um, you really do watch a website grow. Um, Which is awesome. It's so fun. And I just truly believe that just everybody really benefits from knowing how to do certain things on their computers, like build a website for something. It's a skill and um, you'll just have it. You know what I mean? It makes you feel very accomplished. And, oh, the other thing is, you know, not everything has to, like, be, like, a huge success or whatever. Like, success is whatever you deem it. And if that is just having your own personal space on the Internet that you love and you own and it's your home, that's what blogging, you know, that's how it started out. And that's how it's always been for me. I've been blogging since 2003, you guys. Um so yeah, it's just like having a personal space that I own that I've always really, really cherished over the years. It's true. So yeah, it doesn't have to end up to, it doesn't have to make any money. Um, and and it just takes a while to get like, you know, recognition or eyes or even visitors. <laughs> and that's okay. So that's it. That's it. Okay, let's do Cannabis Corner. Go! The first times we've gotten stoned. Go. What's the first time you get? I was, happened? I was 13 years old. I was wow. in a group. You were 13? I was 13 years old, and I was in a group of girls. Christians. No. Oh. Like, well, goth girls. <laughs> All right. Did you have the big pants? I'm going to shout out Mandy Duran, Christina Labos. Did you have gigantic Valerie, pants on? whatever your name is. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did I have pants on? Like gigantic pants. I think like, I was wearing Lauren Evans's dress, which was red with black lace on it, because we were a bunch of fucking dorky goth girls. All right, whatever. Do you hear me? Did you have gloves with lace on? <laughs> I might as well have. Right. Or I was wearing big pants and like a tiny t-shirt. Yeah, with a pacifier chain. No, I did not do pacifiers or that? chains. I, I might have had a chain when I was like 12, but oh, I mean. Lord. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. And um, then what happened? <clears throat> Christina had real chains and she had spikes. She had like legit spikes. And as she got older, the spikes just got fucking bigger and scarier. Spikes on her knuckles? On her like, on her neck. Ah! I love her. 
She was she was in my first wedding. <laughs> All right, well. Wow. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to tell her to listen to this episode. You have to listen to an hour of me nonsensically babbling to hear this epic shout out of you. Epic. Epic, Christina. Shout out. All right, well that's for love cool. you. Large. Spikes. You were my best friend for many years in my adolescence, right? Great. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. You know what? She might probably wasn't even there when I was smoking weed that first time, but I feel like she was. Who else would I have been hanging out with? Anyway, I just remember it was in a field. I think I pretended to have smoked pot before. Okay. Um, (laughs) 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 That really makes me laugh now. Yeah. (laughs) I smoked pot years ago when I was Uh, (laughs) seven. wrong with children i cannot yes totally uh, let's see in three years if we still talk about our kids about how awesome and but that was me i was fucked up um and yeah we had weed somehow and ripped the blank pages out of the back of a bible and and rolled a joint that was then wetly passed around and i probably barely inhaled any and got stoned as fuck to the bone to the bone so i don't really remember anything other than that experience i don't remember much of being high but all of like my youth my very young youth pot uh stuff was out of like aluminum cans yeah like beer cans and sneaking out at night with a whole yeah and then like going to a park and just smoking pot or you'd smoke pot on the way walking from i'm talking about like middle school dude I'm like those bad kids in it. God. <laughs> I'm like, what? These children have the worst language ever. I know. Anyway. Um, and then we would go to like a public restroom okay. in the suburban park. Like just like our park right there. Except gross. If, if it had a bathroom. <laughs> which is disgusting. Which would frighten you, right? But I think it was nice. And we'd go there yeah. and smoke pot. Maybe people had sex there all the time. I don't know. Yeah, they did, but of course. You would also like sneak out at night and go to the park. You wouldn't do anything bad. You just go to the park and smoke pot and then go home and be high. <laughs> well, I'm high. And then as a teenager, teenager, I was always smoking blunts in like nice rotations with my dude friends. Yeah. And that was always just very, very chill. Yeah. Always involved watching some shit I didn't want to watch at all, right. like a horror movie or a sporting event, God fucking forbid, uh, wrestling or boxing or something, or them playing video games or the game show network, which was also a big favorite. Did, uh, did you watch? Um, did you watch um, the Gong Show? And stuff? Yeah. 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 Dun, 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 dun. It was all like seventy shows. Yeah. They were also the match game. And it was wow. always blunt. Nobody had like, I don't think I barely ever used a pipe. It was always somebody rolling a blunt. And I never, ever rolled this stuff myself. Of and that's why. Not. So then I stopped smoking pot and became, no an, one would roll a joint for and became an adult. And then it became time to try to smoke pot after I had had kids and was a mom. And it was like, what the hell do I do? Right. Um, and I kind of met you in the beginning of that phase. Yeah, for sure. That was the beginning of our love together. Love. Exactly. I'm going to smoke some pot right now. Do it. What was your first time you smoked pot? Um, the first time I smoked pot, I was in high school. I believe I was like 16 years old. 
And I had a good friend named David, which is also my name. <laughs> and um, he was also very tall. And he had black hair and I had red hair. You have black hair now. Maybe yes. he has red hair. Maybe. <coughs> um, and he took me to this lady's house <coughs> in the town that we grew up okay, in. Okay, so you're 16 and you're going to a lady's house. Yeah. All right. And he's like, let's drive there. And he drove there. And there was a lady who was married and her husband what? was also there. And we walked into the house and I don't even remember like anything about what these people look like. But I remember it was like this old, I would say she's probably in her mid to late thirties with, with her old man who was in his forties and he was some hippie dude. Inviting 16 year olds to and then, come. And, and then she was like, here you go. And she was like, I love corrupting youth is exactly what she said. And she handed us this kit, which was a square wooden rectangular round edged box. Yep. And you push down <laughs> On this one hole and a fucking metal one hitter pops up, like springs out. And hits you in the eye. Hits you in the face. <laughs> and then there's another hole whether you put your weed in there and you're supposed to like ground the one hitter into it. And then you pull it out and then there's weed in the whole tip of it. And you take a hit of weed and, and you smoke it and you're high. You can still buy those. Yeah. You can absolutely buy them at any head shop. Yep. Um, anyhow, um, that was my first experience. And to be perfectly honest with you, I don't think I remember getting high at all. I mean, like... That's very common. I don't remember being like, oh, I'm stoned. I don't remember any of that. I just remember what I just told you, which was the lady and her husband. Like, <laughs> And then we left. And I was like, okay, well, I guess as 16-year-old young boys, we can still drive around even though we're high because I guess we're not really high. I don't know. Whatever. That's all I remember. The end. That's it for Cannabis Corner. That was fun. I enjoyed that. That wow. was Cannabis Corner. That was fun. Um. Okay. All right. What's going on in Dave's Crush? Should I sing it? Yeah, sing it. Like, always with your melodic voice. All right. What's going on in Dave's Grow? Hi, Dave. Oh, my God. I love you. Tell me what's going on in your grow. Okay. Well, in one tent, I've got a three-by-three three tent with nine plants in it, and I'm strain hunting to find the best plant out of two strains. One is called uh, Mandarin Cookies, which is on the cover of some magazine. I don't know. What? And then there's, like, Rainmaker, which is also a very high THC strain. Both of them are in a middle flowering stage and they have tremendous like crystal sparkle things. So Mandarin Cookies is supposed to be one of those. Cookies is supposed to be like super like what you like super weed like what it's a genetic out of California that's like (laughs) it's like how does it make you feel? Oh my god, high as a kite. I mean, oh, like it's like massive. So potent. It comes on hardcore. So does Rainmaker, and um, which is the other strain. So I have four of one plant and five of another, and I'm just trying to find the best plant out of all, all those two strains. So once I do, which I think I've got it clued in, I know which plants are the. the I I tend to go for the stretchy plants that are get really tall. And then in between this, well, the stretchy means they're like very like wide space and tall. And in between the notes, like you get like filled with bud. It's like, like blue dream, blammo. It's like so blammo. much weed on one cola. It's like insanity. And then um, in my other tent, which is a four by four tent, which is very big. I also have nine plants, but in bigger containers. And majority of it is hemp. 
and the other half of it is cannabis. Now, here's the deal. We're flushing now, which means we're at the end, but it's burnt. Like the new, and it, my leaves on the end of my cannabis plants, if you, I don't even want to show it on my Instagram feed or anything. Because like the leaves are burnt, like they're brown and it's not, the weed is fine, but the leaves are fried because hemp, what I learned, I met a hemp farmer this week mm-hmm. and he like schooled me on hemp knowledge and man, I just got to tell you, honey. Were you frying them? Because they're hemp and they don't need that much light because they're from Russia. No. Oh. I mean, yes, yes. But also hemp is like, okay, here's what he said and it made perfect sense. So cannabis that we have now, which is like been through the ringer, it's been genetically like altered so many times. You get a cannabis clone or a, a seed and you plant that shit in the ground and it's like bred to be like, give me all the new, give me all the steroids and give me all the CO2 and give me everything and nitrogen and ph- uh, phosphorus. Let's go. But hemp has not been on the commercial market. It's been like an industrial strain grown outdoors. So if you put that in a tent with like steroid nutrients and CO2, it like it's like, fuck, what? Why are you feeding me all this? It's too much. So it's not mature. Like, well, I wouldn't say mature. I'd say it's just like genetically fucking altered. So anyway, that's what this hemp farmer guy clued me to. So all that, that's cool. All I got to do is like tone down my nutrients. Feed my cannabis plants less nutrients. They'll be much more happy, but... Gotcha. So um, it wasn't the light, it's the nutrients. It's the nutrients. So it's just like, it's like you're feeding them like food constantly. Like, here you go, eat this, eat this. And it's like, whoa, oh my God, that's so much food. You're going to live, but you're like, leaves are going to be burned on the, on the tips and that's fine. So when you're t- trimming this weed, which is something you love to do... I love it. You're going to like be trimming dried leaves like and it just crisps so you just like you gotta your job in this grow i can't wait to trim is to really manicure it and get all those dead leaves do we have um we need gloves oh i got tons of gloves don't worry about that okay um we had a glove shortage i felt like last. we're okay now i got some from work we're good to go um we got like 300 gloves we're good so um (laughs) we're gonna um what we're gonna do is we're gonna bring those plants eat there's nine of them so we're gonna bring up three at a time we're gonna literally spend my plan is to next sunday we have no children here we're gonna get up in the morning our plan is to sit our asses down on the couch main floor starting at 10 a.m i'm gonna start bringing plants up and we're gonna trim them all and watch it until 4 p.m. That's so fun. And we're going to plan it in our brains. We're going to be okay with it. We're going to schedule it, and we're going to sit down and do that. I can't wait. Are you Are you into that? I'm so into it. That's a date. That's what are we going to watch? That's the great part. We can figure it out. <sighs> like, and I Send wanna, your recommendations to momanddaughterstone yeah, at gmail.com. Do it, and uh, do it right away. And, but, and then we're going to eat lunch. We're going to eat dinner. I mean, like, it's going to be like, we're, but we're going to convince ourselves mentally that it's completely okay to sit on our asses and trim weed okay it is completely okay all right <clears throat> when else will it get done exactly no, right exactly so that's fun i'm excited for that and then also there's some blue dream up in there and then two other uh cannabis strains that of course don't have burnt leaves and they look beautiful because they can take the nutrients and they look gorgeous and i mean that's gonna be fun to like smoke and it'll be great and then of course the blue dream Looks like a gigantic, like, insanity in there. So I'm excited. So that's what's going on in Dave's Grow. Oh, uh, also in my greenhouse, I've got a mother hemp plant. 
which um, I've learned where my hot spots are in my greenhouse. I just moved it to a nice low-key spot. And she's got a giant green afro, and I transplanted her to a 25-gallon smart pot. And my two Blue Dream clones in my plant, check this out. So I learned this from a hemp farmer experience this week. First of all, let me tell you something. This hemp farmer in Colorado charges $5,000 to have people come to his uh, farm and apprentice how to plant and cure, cure for weed and stuff. Hemp. He used to have to like search out like I need helpers to harvest my hemp. Right. And now he's people are paying him five grand a head to do it. To harvest the hemp and learn from isn't that what do you isn't that crazy? It's genius. I love it. I mean like I just applaud. I like was like you're my friend are the next <laughs> level gangster. I appreciate you. Um you used to be a software engineer now you're a hemp farmer. Um, I was like bowing to down to that guy. That guy was like, wow. And I was like, will you give me some of your exclusive strains? Like, uh, oh, you know what else he told me? Um, hemp, you know how you always hear like it's 0.3 THC? He says, that's all bullshit. It, when you plant hemp in the ground, it has a tremendous curve. So at the end, when you're about to harvest it, the THC level shoots way the fuck up. So <laughs> oh, you, no. have to, you have to cut the plant down before that happens. So hemp's thing is like before it reaches its potential, like that doesn't mean anything crazy. Like you're, the most you'll get is like 3% THC instead of 0.3, 3, maybe 4. Um, but he says hemp plants are like they will produce THC for sure if you stress them out. So... I don't know. I learned a lot. I think these hemp farmers really got it going on. I'm very impressed. The other thing I learned is in the great state of Colorado, here's something that's interesting. People grow hemp outdoors for all this crazy CBD demand that's going on right now. Mm -hmm. In Pueblo, which is south of us, in Colorado Springs, people have outdoor hemp farms and, you know, here's the problem. They're all downwind. So a hemp farm... If there's any males, which of course there is because they don't have feminized seeds, they two male <coughs> two male plants can can destroy I'm sorry. Can destroy every hemp farm in that in a fifty mile radius. So that means like if there's even one male plant that pops up, you know pollinates all this so like the hemp farmers are pulling up seedy weed is what I'm trying to tell you. So all the new so do you see what I'm saying? Like no. outdoor grown hemp C B D, which is what we use now, is in jeopardy if it's from Colorado because it's getting pollinated by males and is producing seed weed. Uh well yeah. That's you, been happening to weed in Colorado forever. I know, but that's why everybody's growing indoors now. So it's good to be a uh, LED light grow manufacturer, like I don't know, Black Dog LED, because you're gonna have to move it indoors, folks, so you don't get pollinated. You can control that shit, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So anyway, that's what's going on in Days Grow. That's what's going on in Days Grow. <laughs> the end. Thanks, Dave. The end. You're welcome. All right, guys. Oh, that's it for this episode. Mom and Dad are stoned. Is made by. Oh, hold on. Boy, <coughs> Gavelt. Now, believe it. Well, I don't, of mine. I don't know. We've got um, 
here's what we're gonna do. One of two things is gonna happen. It's 6 p.m. It's 6 p.m. Uh, one person we know is in town. We may go see them. We may not. I may grill pork chops, which are delicious. <laughs> I may right. not, but I think I probably will regardless, right? Um, and then I think here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna grill some pork chops in the grill. I'm gonna make a delicious salad for you and I to consume. And then maybe, possibly, we might go to a bar. And if not, we might just stay here, drink alcohol, and watch it. So it's one of those two things that are going to happen. What do you think? Um, <clears throat> that all sounds very fun. But I should probably get, like, attractive because I'm slept in this all day. You know? Right. I got to take a shower and put in contacts, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Are we going out? Possibly. I don't know yet. We're going to find out. Um, okay. But I am going to start grilling right after this, okay? All right. Well, just know that if we go out, I have to get ready. I know. Okay. That's all. Um, okay. That's it, guys. Um, thank you for listening. Mom and Dad are Stoned is made by us, David and Catherine. Learn more about us at thestonermom.com thestonermom.com Check out our membership site at housevaneaton.com Follow us on Twitter at mom, the letter Oh god. Follow us on Twitter at mom, the letter N dad, the letter R stoned. Follow David on Instagram at coweedgrower and follow me, Catherine, everywhere at the Stoner Mom. Support the show by leaving us a rating or a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And please don't forget to subscribe to Mom and Dad are Stoned so you never miss an episode. We love you guys. We'll be back next week with another episode for you. Until then, please remember to be safe and responsible with your cannabis use. Always be kind and smoke weed every day. Bye. Bye.